Welcome to the Daily Boogie. everybody welcome to another edition of the daily boogie podcast thanks for joining us if you would like to become a supporter of the show please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper or you can hit subscribe on your preferred podcast player and you can follow me on twitter at boogie bumper it's good to be with you just before we get into the big news the alleged bombing of the alleged attempted bombing of various officers and the discussion around that I just wanted to hit on this particular tweet from one Kirsten Powers. Now it might be it might be fifty percent trolling, it might be fifty percent virtue signaling, or somewhere in between. Only she really knows the answer, but I, I I just find it so hilarious that I think I have to go over it and explain why. Uh, Kirsten Powers used to work for Fox News, I think, and is now an analyst or some kind of peasant on CNN on the payroll. Anyway, she's definitely on the payroll of CNN. And she put out this tweet, uh, quote, Dear white people who are upset that you can't dress up as another race or culture for Halloween, your feelings don't matter. Ooh, you've, you've been told, white people. The only feelings that matter are of those who feel disrespected slash mocked by you appropriating their culture for entertainment. Show some common decency. <laughs> The thing that strikes me first about this tweet is, and again, you know, she might be a bit trolling, but there's a bit of attitude and it's a bit of narkiness, you know, dear white people. And whenever you start a tweet with something like dear white people, <laughs> you, you know that you're not necessarily coming to the debate with any kind of humility from the get-go. But putting that to one side, she says here, show some common decency. I think it's adorable that Kirsten finds this, uh, this opinion common. <laughs> it, it may be common in the... In the, in the annulled halls of CNN, perhaps, and the, the various circles that she mixes with. But a quick peruse of the thread underneath this tweet will show anybody who's looking at it that it's not particularly popular. Even in the liberal bastion of Twitter, this particular opinion could not possibly be classified as, quote, common. Common decency. I oh, see, this is, this is common decency now. This is common decency, telling an entire racial group what they can and can't wear. <laughs> like, who the, who the fuck are you, man? <laughs> Dear white people who are upset that you can't dress up as another race or culture for Halloween, who's saying they can't? Kirsten Powers at CNN? <laughs> from, from what office do you, do you gain this authority to tell people what they can and can't wear on a night which is basically designed for fancy dress. <laughs> Who the hell are you? Oh, these this group over here doesn't like it, and this group over here doesn't like it. Well, who the hell are they? <laughs> I'm pretty sure people can wear whatever they like. I'm not sure Kirsten has the powers to stop them, believe it or not. But then she says, your feelings don't matter. So instantly, if you're telling somebody who you disagree with from the get-go that their feelings on the matter don't matter, then why would they care what your feelings are? Do you see the mirror play going on here? 
I'm telling you what you can and can't do, and I'm also saying that your feelings are irrelevant. It's like, okay, somebody turns around and says, well, I'm going to wear what I want to wear, and I think your feelings on the matter are irrelevant. (gasps) Oh, you nasty person. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. (laughs) But I love the effort. God love them for trying. You know, just keep pushing it out there the appropriating of people's culture. So we now live in a time when you can wear a Mexican sombrero on Halloween and be labeled as a bigot or a racist or some kind of xenophobe or something like that. But if you're a man who wears a dress, you will be invited to host your own TV show. Cameras will follow you around. You'll get gigs on all of the talk shows. You'll be celebrated. You'll get, you'll get on the view. They'll tell you how brave you are, what a wonderful story it is. And then if you invite somebody out in a Halloween costume and they're wearing an Indian headdress, they'll be shouted down as inappropriate and racist and hateful. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, the appropriation of culture is only a problem for some. Just ask Elizabeth Warren. She has no problem. On Halloween, she she just goes out wearing her usual outfit. And they all say, wow, she looks just like a Cherokee. Like, I had to rub my eyes. I, I could barely recognize her. I had no idea. The transformation was just incredible. Wow, you get, you get a candy. Well done, Elizabeth. How much patience people still have for this kind of stuff, I'm not sure. But I think it's winding up. I think we're getting to the end. Because the ridiculousness of it, it's just so overt in every, in every way. And they just keep pushing, keep trying, keep trying. And more and more people just turn around and go, you guys are just completely ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. But let's get to the big news. Uh, Obviously, most of you have probably already heard. You guys are very aware of this stuff. A number of, they they described as suspicious packages have turned up at various people's offices. You had the incident with uh, George Soros' house a couple of days ago. Well, today it was the rest of the gang. It was Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, former Attorney General, um, Eric Holder, who else? CNN got a package as well. And straight away, if you're looking at this in an objective, unbiased way, just just assessing the conversation, assessing the, the different narratives, this becomes a perfect example of where it's wise to employ the 48-hour rule. People who have been listening to me for some time already know about the 48-hour rule. Basically, you know, in short, to do it quickly, whenever a big event happens, whenever a big news story takes place, the 48-hour rule is generally the first, it's, it's, it comes about because the first 48 hours after a big news story is when misinformation and rumor and um, half-truths are most prominent. It's when it's actually the most difficult to assess the the validity of reporting in the first 48 hours of a major event. So obviously, you know, media people know this, both in corporate media, alternative media, even though I hate that term, alternative media, it's all just media as far as I'm concerned. But corporate media is a little different thanks to the people that actually sponsor them and support them and pay for them. There's no other way to describe it really. But anyway putting that to one side, in the first 48 hours, 
Think of it like this. You're in a shopping mall and you're walking down a hallway in a shopping mall and on one side there's a row of shops and on the other side there's a row of shops. And out the front of each of these stores, there's someone trying to get you to come in. Like a spruker say, come on in, we've got bargains. You need to see these bargains, two for one, that kind of deal, right? So the way this this narrative game plays out in the first 48 hours is you're walking down this this alleyway in a shopping mall and people are standing out the front of their shops. You need to come in here. Right-wing violence is the most dangerous thing right now. We don't have any, we don't know who did it, but what we can tell you is Donald Trump has been attacking these people, right? So they're trying to drag the audience in to get the, to sell them that particular narrative. And the people on the other side are doing the opposite thing. The people on the other side are saying, we know everything that they have over there is lies. We know everything they're trying to sell you is BS. Don't listen to them. Come in here. We've got the real story. You need to hear the real story. You come to us. You come into our store. So that first 48 hours is a battle for who can control the narrative. Because what happens after that point, after the first 48 hours when half-truths and misinformation are at their peak, more information comes to light. But the problem is if people have already walked into that particular store and have already purchased the story that's being sold, most of the information that follows after that 48-hour period is completely and utterly irrelevant to them. They've already made their purchase. They've already swiped their credit card. They've already slapped their cash down on the, on the register. After that, what the real story is, a lot of the times they'll they'll fill in the blanks themselves. They've already decided what the story is. They've already bought the narrative. So from that point on, whatever whatever truths come to light, they might cherry pick. They might only listen to certain amounts. That's why it's so difficult, you know, when newspapers print retractions or news shows do retractions. It's usually like a week or two later and it's not a very big deal and nobody pays attention to it anyway. So the 48-hour rule is about standing back, letting both sides of the shopping mall do their sales pitch and then waiting for the dust to settle and then seeing what you can pick up, you know, what bargains you can pick up in the store after everyone has already gone through there and made their impulse purchases to continue on with the imagery. So article here from CNN, active terror. Look, we can look at this two ways, right? Let's, let's do both narratives. Let's say, what if it's, what if it's a hoax? And we will analyze that. And then we'll say, what if it's not? What if it's real? Let's come at it from both angles. And let's just try to put ourselves in a place where we can best assess information as it comes to light and maybe offer a critique along the way of the corporate press, because that's really what this is all about. CNN politics. Act of terror. Bomb sent to CNN, Clintons, Obama, and Holder. Authorities have intercepted bombs intended for former President Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and several other top political figures were targeted in what authorities are investigating as a connected series of incidents. Also, CNN's New York Bureau in the Time Warner Center was evacuated after a package containing a bomb addressed to former CIA director John Brennan was discovered, city and local law enforcement officials said. The developments which unfolded rapidly and continued steadily, steadily into the afternoon touched off fear and confusion 
and immediately invited questions about the motives of those responsible. Now, straight away, isn't that a funny thing? It immediately invited questions about the motives of those responsible. You need to remember and remind yourself that every time there is a quote-unquote terror incident, and it might be something like, say, a, a person from a particular part of the world storming into a cafe with maybe five pounds of plastic strapped to their belly, yelling out religious affirmations in their native tongue with several eyewitnesses and maybe even recordings of these particular incidents making their light, making their way into various spaces on the internet. And upon seeing this information, people might start to question the motives of those responsible. And time after time after time after time, it is the CNNs of the world who turn around and tell you how evil it is to question the motives of those responsible. You can't make such accusations in such a short amount of time. How dare you? You don't know all the facts. We need to wait for a full investigation. Why, any attempt to question the motives of those responsible at this early stage is merely an act of bigotry or xenophobia or some other kind of phobia. And it's really just, you know, your political opponents are just trying to push fear. They're trying to sell fear, right? How many times have you heard that? I'll, I'll answer it for you. Every single time. Every time. But now, well, now it's different. Now, it's a different story. I'll repeat it. Touched off fear and confusion and immediately invited questions about the motives of those responsible. It's not even people were immediately questioning the motives of those responsible. No, it invited questions. We want your questions. I want you to question as many people as you possibly can about these motives. The recipients of the packages, this is the article again, the recipients of the packages are all prominent targets of right-wing criticism. Note the language here. Targets of right-wing criticism. And in many cases, of President Donald Trump himself. Targets. Bombings. Attempted bombings have targets, right? This clearly is an act of terror attempting to undermine our free press and leaders of this country through acts of violence, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio said in an afternoon news conference. Again, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio, it's clearly an act of terror attempting to undermine our free press. What is the most common complaint that Donald Trump's opponents have in the press about his rhetoric toward the press He's attacking, he's undermining the free press, which of course is a ridiculous accusation. He's not trying to shut anybody down. That's an attack on the free press. Merely you know, stating an opinion about how garbage your reporting is perceived to be is, what, what do you think because you work for a big news outlet that nobody's allowed to criticise you anymore? <laughs> because if you're not allowed to criticise the quote unquote free press, then it's no longer a free press. It ceases to be free press. Free press free press in a free country with free people is welcome to print what they like and people are welcome to say what they like about it. The targets of right-wing criticism. The quote again from Mayor Bill de Blasio, this clearly is an act of terror attempting to undermine our free press. 
and leaders of this country through acts of violence. Does anyone remember the the shootings in Paris of the small French magazine? Charlie Hebdo. Remember that? Where body bags were dragged out in pools of blood because the, because the magazine printed a cartoon that some people took offence to. Was that an attack on the free press? Many people in the Western, quote-unquote, free press came out and said, well, you know, shouldn't, you really shouldn't offend people like that. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, you know, it's tough. It's tough. Maybe they shouldn't have done it. Is that the free press that you want? And again, Mayor Bill de Blasio, clearly an act of terror. Again, I thought it, I thought it was wrong. I thought it was wrong to make these assumptions so soon after an event with no available evidence. Every other time there's some kind of attack in the Western world, that's exactly what we're told. But today, now, minutes after an event, well, we, we already know what it is. We already, we already know that the right-wing critics have been targeting these people. We know it's clearly an act of terror. Here's uh, Donald Trump making statements earlier today about this incident. The safety of the American people is my highest and absolute priority. I have just concluded a briefing with the FBI, Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security, and the U.S. Secret Service. As we speak, the packages are being inspected by top explosive experts and a major federal investigation is now underway. The full weight of our government is being deployed to conduct this investigation and bring those responsible for these despicable acts to justice. We will spare no resources or expense in this effort. And I just want to tell you that in these times, we have to unify, we have to come together and send one very clear, strong, unmistakable message that acts or threats of political violence of any kind have no place in the United States of America. Okay, so Donald Trump there making a pretty, you know, run-of-the-mill statement saying in times like this we need to unify. Well, when, when directed towards his political opponents, remember the people that say when they go low, we go high? Unless, of course, you're Eric Holder, when when they go low, we kick them. But generally, you know, the Democrats, the, the moral high ground, when they go low, we go high. Article here in The Hill, after those comments, Dem leaders slam Trump's response to bomb threats, his words ring hollow. This article will be in the show notes so you can check it out yourself. Senate Democratic leader Charles Schumer, quote, Time and time again, the president has condoned physical violence and divided Americans with his words and his actions. Schumer and Pelosi said, President, Tr- president Trump's words ring hollow until he reverses his statements that condone acts of violence. This is after President Trump said we should unify in times like this. I, I would have thought the high ground party, when they go low, we go high, would have jumped at this opportunity. Instead, no, keep the division going. To hell with the president. To hell with what he said. He condones physical violence and divides Americans with his words and actions. 
He needs to reverse his statements that condone acts of violence. That was after the statement that you just heard there. Again, assessing the narrative, we're doing hoax and then we'll do what if it's real. Before Donald Trump was elected, confidence and trust in the the mainstream corporate press was at all-time lows. All-time lows. The amount of hoax crimes that have been uncovered from swastikas to uh, abuse, assaults, right? People writing things on walls is staggering. The corporate media's willingness to jump on these particular events as a means of attempting to damage their political opponents is is never they never disappoint in that regard. Is it any wonder why people just people aren't listening anymore? People might have switched off. Is it any wonder why people have a degree of cynicism? Of course, if you express any kind of cynicism as to the timing of this event, the particular circumstances surrounding the event, remember it is only early, we don't know much. Or maybe the particular comments from Charles Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. If you express any kind of cynicism about this whatsoever, guess what? You're going to be a conspiracy theorist. You're going to be someone who condones violence. You're going to be someone, or you may as well have made the bomb yourself at that point. Just going back to the CNN article that we started with for a second here. Quote, the president who has recently taken to calling his political opponents evil called for unity in his remarks and said we have to come together and send one very clear, strong, unmistakable message. The president, again, quote, the president who has recently taken to calling his political opponents evil. Yes, the same political opponents who have been calling him a racist, a Nazi, a misogynist, a sexual abuser, someone who condones physical acts of violence and head of the fucking KKK. For the last three years, a liar, a fraud, corrupt, Russia's puppet. What else? What else can we throw in there? An idiot, a moron. Anything else we can throw in there? The president who has recently taken to calling his political opponents evil, well, he called for unity. And the Democrats threw that call for unity straight back in his face and said, no, not good enough. Not good enough. How dare you? Calling for unity? That's insulting. Your words ring hollow, sir. Your words ring hollow, you Nazi, KKK, bigot, corrupt Russian puppet. When they go low, we go high. Article here from Slate, ladies and gentlemen. Everything we know about the bombings. Quote, The motive behind the attempted bombings are not known. The very next sentence... Just as Clinton and Obama are vilified figures among the far right, the far right now, so anyone who dislikes Clinton is on the far right, I guess that's about half of the Democrat Party. Well, welcome to the far right, Democrats. I bet you didn't even know you were here. Welcome to the club. Soros has been the focus of far right-wing anger and conspiracy mongering. Holder and Wasserman Schultz are also highly unpopular amongst the conservatives, as is CNN. Brennan has become an outspoken anti-Trump figure. You can see the story being written already, can't you? Within minutes. 
This kind of copy was hitting the internet within minutes. Here's Brian Stelter today on CNN. Listen carefully. There's no need, there's no reason to assume motives, to assume anything at this point. But we do know what all of these targets have in common. These are all targets uh, that have been criticized mercilessly by right-wing outlets, uh, by fringe groups on the internet, and by some right-wing commentators. And already there's this awful rush to try to claim it's a false flag operation. Figures like Rush Limbaugh, who have a lot of power, who have a lot of influence, who have a lot of fans, are out there saying awful things. Uh, but as you said, it's a matter of leadership, presidential leadership. Yeah. There's no need to assume anything. It's far too early to make a, uh, any assumptions. But what we do know is the, the right-wingers on the internet have been targeting these people for a long time. But we don't want to make any assumptions about motives. We don't, we don't, want, to make any, we don't want to make any accusations about who potentially might have done this. Not at all. But what we do know is all of the people concerned, well, the far right hates them. But we'll, and now to a break. Now let's go to weather. This is an, an article from a couple of days ago from Alexander Soros, written by Alexander Soros, son of the man himself. The hate that is consuming us. Bombs sent to my father, George Soros, and to former President Obama and Hillary Clinton are a result of our politics of demonising opponents. On Monday afternoon, an explosive device was delivered to my father's home north of New York City. An alert member of our staff recognised the threat and called the police. We are all grateful that no one was injured and grateful to those who keep us safe. But the incident was profoundly disturbing as a threat not just to us, but the safety of our family, neighbours, colleagues and friends, but also the future of American democracy. There is a long list of people who find that proposition unacceptable and my father has faced plenty of attacks along the way, many dripping with the poison of anti-Semitism. But something changed in 2016. Before that, the vitriol he faced was largely confined to the extremist fringes among white supremacists and nationalists, right? Nationalism, who sought to undermine the very foundations of democracy. But with Donald Trump's presidential campaign, things got worse. White supremacists and anti-Semites like David Duke endorsed his campaign. There, Here we go again. We're going through the old, the old run once more, Mr. Trump's final TV ad famously featured my father, Janet Yellen, chairwoman of the Federal Reserve, and Lloyd Blankfein, chairman of Goldman Sachs, all of them Jewish, amid dog whistle language about special interests and global special interests. A genie was let out of the bottle, which may take generations to put back in, and it wasn't confined to the United States. He then goes on to attack Victor Orban. We are far removed from the days when Senator John McCain rebuffed his own supporters during the 2008 election to patriotically defend his opponent, Mr. Obama, all because he believed that the health of our democracy was more important than his personal political game. Yes, John McCain, bastion of democracy. So the demonising of one's opponents is what's causing this particular incident, according to basically everyone in the corporate press. Do we wonder why people have a little bit of cynicism? Are they allowed to have a little bit of cynicism? Or does that just make you an anti-Semite racist too? 
Okay, so what if it's real? What if it's real? What if what if what if it's real and it really is a result of demonizing political opponents? It was only two weeks ago when Hillary Clinton sat on, what was it, 60 Minutes or the ABC or one of these shows, sat there and said, we cannot be civil with these people. Everyone remembers Maxine Waters from about a month ago. If you see these people, you confront them, you push back on them. I don't care where they are, in the gasoline stations, in the restaurants, you form a crowd and you push back on them. So if demonising people's opponents is to cause, uh, you know, reactions, manifested physical reactions in the real world, then surely the last three years of demonising and ramping up of rhetoric and calls not, not for civility but to be, to be uncivil to your opponents, literally asking you to engage in antisocial behaviour, well, no, that would have nothing to do with it. Nothing at all. The real problem is the dog whistle politics. The real problem is Donald Trump referring to CNN as fake news. The real problem is the fact that conservatives don't like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and CNN. That's what's caused it. That's who to, who's to blame here. And again, if you want to take the cynical approach, three years of escalation of rhetoric and violence, any rhetoric and violence that anyone has been able to see at any time that they want, whether it be attacking people on the street, whether it be burning down buildings on inauguration day, whether it be grabbing people's MAGA hats and smashing them, whether it's professors hitting people with bike locks, whether it's Antifa blocking streets, whether it's the democratic politicians themselves saying, don't you dare be civil to those people on the other side. It's impossible. You make sure you confront them. Just like that, in the space of a morning, three years of escalation and violence in rhetoric and action, forgotten like that give it time wait for more information try to avoid the hyperbole and the blame game and the finger wagging and the accusations try not to be drawn into the politics of it all and then you decide which story suits best Thanks for joining us, guys. If you want to support the show, head to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. If you want to subscribe, hit the subscribe button in your preferred podcast player. If you want to follow, please do on Twitter at boogie bumper. Until next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye bye.